Wagwan people. You're listening to Last Stop on the D. Thank you and subscribe now for bonus material. Later, big up yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Last Stop on the D. The podcast for urban entrepreneurs to get their shots off and talk shit y'all can learn from. I'm your main host, Brandon, a.k.a. Brandon Flacco, a.k.a. Brandon in Brooklyn, a.k.a. Kompaskia. I'm here with my good friends, Chris and Deshaun. Yo, how are you guys doing? Good, good, man. I'm going good, I'm going good. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Just have to move out the way to mention it or some shit, I don't know. Nah, like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, well, I, let's, I want to start off, Deshaun, what is that painting and when did you paint it? Why did you Um... I painted this shit, like, I want to say maybe last summer or so. Uh, This is Huey, my rendition or my edition of Huey from the Bulldog Sink. You know what I mean? Um, And then this is him having a gun in his hand. The original pictures have Riley on the opposite side playing the gun. I have two, but I decided to keep them out. But, yeah. And then we got a little... uh, Slope actual piece right here. This is definitely, uh, this is a real, you know what I mean? Uh, actually, actually, no, this is a motherfucking construction piece, but when I was doing construction, they actually used empty shells to fucking power the fucking, uh, the hammer to get the bolts down through the fucking, uh, sheet metal decking, yeah, into the iron beam. So, the, uh, I was doing details, so I had to. I got two guests on. Welcome back to Last Stop on the D. We got Deshaun and we got Chris. And Deshaun is sitting in front of a beautiful painting that he himself painted and is wearing a beautiful shirt that he himself designed. Um, it looks like Huey in the style of like a Boondock Saints painting. Um, Huey from the Boondocks, the cartoon, Aaron Magruder creation, uh, holding out a pistol to his right and um, mid-fire to the bullet that's just come out of the gun on a very abstract background. Um, I'll post a picture on the Instagram page. Yeah, I'll send a picture, yeah. Yeah, word. Thank you for that. That's really dope. I didn't even know you do art, too. So let's yeah, man. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. And... Shout outs to all the listeners. Hi, mom. Thank you to all the people who are listening at this very moment. I appreciate your support. Quick special shout outs to um, KG, CB, and um, all the new subscribers. Yo, all the new subscribers, I love you. Thank you so much for signing up. So, um, yeah, Chris and Deshaun are in our lab today, looking up some topics to bring to y'all. This month is April. April's important for two reasons. One, because yours truly, the godson, is his birth month. Yours truly, King Brandon King. Brandon <laughs> Timothy Everett King. Birthday. Happy uh, birthday. Entrepreneur of the Year. Entrepreneur of the Year. Negro. And this month is also important because 420 is this month. So we're going to celebrate mm. um, this episode. This is episode 25, the Stone Zone part, part mm. three, I'll say. 
Shout out to Deshaun for that name. I appreciate you. Zoom, zoom, bro. Yes, yes, yes. Um, both of these great gentlemen are friends of mine from back home in Massachusetts. I'm sitting in my apartment here in Brooklyn, as most of you guys know, and if some of you guys are new and don't know. Um, we're going to talk about marijuana. We're going to talk about the cannabis industry. This is one of a several-part series on the cannabis industry. Can't wait for you guys to see the next few guests we have on you. But today, we have the most illustrious growers, the most illustrious entrepreneurs, the most illustrious, smartest, most intelligent, most um, <laughs> handsome young African-American men to talk to other people about why this is a great industry to be in and what they learn. So, yo, real quick, I want to kick off our interview with an audience question. You guys ready? Yeah. So this, this episode is going to be called um, Stone Zone Part 4, The Way of the Cultivator. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. talk with PS5 at all. Uh, shout outs to all um, Kamal listening to this right now. Shout outs to Dave um, Ghost of Tsushima, The Way of the Samurai. Today's The oh, Way of the Cultivator. And um, yeah, like first off, so it's April 2021. Weed is legal in a lot of states. What changes for you guys in the growing industry? Do you guys, first question, do you guys work in, in active current dispensaries right now? Yes, I do. All right, cool. What like changes in general now that it's legal? Like, what changes about the weed and about what you guys are doing? Um, well, at least for our state, Massachusetts, um, it's like one of the heaviest regulated as far as pesticides. So, um, definitely, yes, because you know it's it's weed. It's a, it's cannabis. It's a plant, and you're dealing with dirt, and dirt obviously have bugs and natural. You know things that prey on the families of the cannabis so obviously you need something to get rid of that bugs you don't want to be smoking bug shit on your fucking weed do you no you don't so but anyways Massachusetts has one of the, the <clears throat> one of the strictest pesticides so you ain't got to worry about no chemical at least from Massachusetts you know sprayed on your shit medically I don't know everything is regulated but yeah for the most part well Chris has anything changed for you uh, I'd have to say it's, I mean, well, when you say change, like, in what way? Because it's, like, there's a lot more just traffic now, foot traffic, as far as people buying weed, a lot more just openness about it, I'd have to say. You know, um, you, you just don't hear about, I guess, the uptick in, like, as far as, like, just weed arrests and things like that anymore as you used to. They're it's pretty lenient. It's very, very lenient. You see a lot of these officers now who are at the dispensary parking lot chatting with people, you know, laughing it up. And it's just crazy how, like, you talk to them and they're just like, man, this whole time, I never really wanted to bust nobody really for this. They were just, you know, telling us we had to. And, you know, some of them, you know, they laughed a little bit about it. But I definitely say, like, that stuff would change. Like, being able to interact with them a little bit and see, like, their, like, little takes on it. Yeah. What state were you in when you saw, like, those cops just kind of, like, shuffling like, being jovial about no, over here in Massachusetts, because I'm um, so I, I resided in Dorchester a lot of my time. So when I was younger, there were a lot of times where, like, you know, you go, you buy a dem, and like, there's your dude right there ready to hop up on you, or, you know, like, they, they'd shake you up and just see if you know you have some shit on you. Like, I remember being around 14 and just a cop frisking me, just thinking that I went to go buy something because I had a hoodie on and shit like that. So just going from that to just now, where it's like, man, I've seen, I've seen kids hop in the car after they leave, light up a pre-roll, and just drive and be chilling. So it's like, it's it's different. It's different. Yeah, things are changing. Things are a little bit different. Um, 
but, by the way, guys, but by the by the way, guys, it is illegal to drive. So, uh, so oh, for sure, for sure. So don't think like, hey, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. For those who do, you gotta be careful. Just say how like free people are, because before you used to like hide in the yeah, house, yeah, you yeah, know, you'd be sure. wrapped up, and now people but, are just. It just shows how like open people are now. Not yeah, to say you that's my message. That, nah, yeah, to my message to those. You know what I mean, that's like drink driving with a fucking a pint of Hennessy hanging out the window so the cops oh, yeah, see you yeah, because yeah, they smell yeah. it. Now they got a reason. Don't give them a reason. But yeah. some people do their thing. Nah, stay still. Specifically, New Yorkers, don't start sparking up on driving. Yeah. Also against the law. Um. Yeah, I'm glad a lot of. I, I didn't say it wasn't safe. I just said it was. It wasn't. It's against the law. I'm safe. <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> saying it's safe. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah, it's not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> yeah, it's not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, oh, my, sec- my second question from the audience, you know, is there anything that will be done to make weed safer now that it's legal in New York, Massachusetts? What do you uh, Sean and then Chris? Um, well, there's a bunch of regulations. All states vary. Um, I know, like, for edibles, they only allow certain milligrams per, like, a bar or something, and they got to be broken down into servings, so there's a lot of rate. So if you don't overdose on an edible which really, that's a whole nother topic but uh yeah so there's always regulations and there's going to be uh for the for the dispensaries so yeah that's why you have the ccc which is the cannabis control commission or commission control whatever very true no yeah just to put it back off of kind of like what he said just um it's really that they put a lot of regulations in place now to kind of like limit things Granted, you know, there's still ways to get around barriers and stuff like that, but I guess like that's their way of kind of putting like a governor on it to just limit, you know, how much you can intake to just kind of keep things a little bit safer for everybody and things like that. But no, yeah. yeah it's not going to be, do you hear that? It's not going to be no safe. Pretty much. Pretty I mean, I guess it's like they give you they give you a, a house with some lights in it so you can go buy your weed safely and stuff like that. You know, the dispenser. A lot of pretty people much. Like that yo, if you if you yo, if you actually break down the industry, bro, and break down the fucking the street corner of your motherfucker, it's the same shit. You got someone who grows it, you got someone who fucking bags it up, and you got the motherfuckers up front selling the shit. They just like Chris said, they give you a safe house. Now you ain't gotta worry about fucking on that corner. Looking over your back, like Chris right, said, getting shaked down power. by either the cops or someone else is trying to cop up on you. But you know what I mean? That, that's all that is. It's just, it's just a, a safer, more regulated street corner, which is a, a motherfucker. Like, you got motherfuckers in jail who are trying to provide for their family locked up and you're legalizing it. So, you know what I mean? And a lot of brothers. The flower itself does the flower change? Does the plant the cha- does the plant itself change now that things are legal or feel safer, quote unquote? No, not not really. It's no. it's, it's 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 more of a a genetic thing. So that's more on the breeder side. Like like each plant, even to the ones that are cloned, is fucking its own its own thing. It's just like us. Like we all have the same DNA. We all humans. You cut us all. We all bleed. We just got different features. It's, it's the same thing with what we pretty much. Right. Like there's different phenotypes. The same way. Because mm-hmm. if you think of it like this, like your mom and your dad made you and your siblings. Your all right. of you guys are phenotypes. So you guys are a different variety from kind of like the same lineage. Yeah. But that's that's why it's like because it's legal and stuff like that. Now it doesn't really change it. I guess it just gives 
more people the the comfort the comfort the comfortability to go and like you know do some r d research try to make things more potent and stuff like that yeah. it's like other than that not, not really yeah that's like a genetic thing that that's that's like finding a lebron or michael jordan you know what i mean out of all the motherfucking people in the world for example finding the best strain the most potentest one out of the, which all the different varieties of strains that there is out there so yeah so that's what it changed. If, there, if there's a company that's actually doing that in the background, behind the scenes, then yeah, that's that's probably that's research and shit like that. Word. Two as well. Word. Yeah. Thank you for answering those audio questions. I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah, so, thank you. Hope I answered it. Hope I answered. It. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna do a quick. Ah, uh, so for all the listeners know this about me, but. I'm going to do a quick dedication shot for all the folks who are listening right now who don't smoke weed. I appreciate you for listening. I had a little shooting in this gym for you guys. Mm. Mm. All right. That brings me straight into the top of my real fucking questions. You know, what do you guys do for weed? And uh, how is it different from our job? And our job being the guys that work at desks and corporate. Oh man, it's it's night and day for sure. It is night and day, especially coming from a person who's done retail. Like I've worked at Walmart before, so I've gone from doing that retail person to person to going to a garden, and the only people I'm talking to are plants or you know my coworkers. <laughs> or so it's it's definitely a change. It's it's more freeing. Like you realize just how much how much like little interactions really affect your just your daily emotions and stuff like that on a day-to-day in retail versus doing a job where you don't have to deal with you know people's complaints the day-to-days of you know people thinking you're the ceo and you know all the problems you have all the solutions to solve them and stuff like that it's it's a big change it's a drastic change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i was laughing on that growers because, and uh, you guys growers you guys create infrastructure what exactly do you guys do for the listeners you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't even explain that yet. Let's say just like cultivating cannabis, and that's just as far as you know, taking cuts off of a plant, um, even down to the laborious things, because it's not all just plant related. You know, you have to put the dirt in the pots. You have to. There's a lot going into just like the cleaning aspect of it, making sure that the rooms just kept up, because you know, a clean room is a happy room. You don't want to grow your product in a dirty room. So there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot in that process, as far as sterilizing tables, sterilizing dishes, fumigating a room, and things of that sort. And what then, is um, so that's basically so there's a company called Procure and it's basically the um it's like a little packet of gas and it kills off mold mildew and just things like that that are you know very they, they love to be on cannabis they like to just thrive in you know humid hot areas and just they thrive well in those conditions and that causes problems for us you know getting us like pm and just mildew and just pm is powdery mildew but just negative things that you don't want in your cannabis so the whole aspect of using the procure is just to release like a cloud of um, gas and it's like a little packet you put it in like a little cup of water and then after a couple hours the smoke comes up just you know cleans up the whole room kills everything like that in there yeah but there, I, I was just trying to get at like there's a lot more to just like dealing with the plants cloning you know cutting uh defanning and things like that there's definitely like a lot of labor that goes into it even as even just trying to tell you just as simple as feeding the plants like filling a 150 gallon reservoir having to empty that lift it up you know if you're not an automatic irrigation facility yeah it's a struggle i wish 
Yo, for real, it's, this is one thing I love about this job is being physical, especially as a big dude that's just big and not lazy. You know what I mean, it's just, I wish I had my belt on right now. I got sweatpants on. I wish I could just hold my belt up so you could see how many additional holes I had to poke into my belt to keep my pants up, bro. Like, it's. I what is irrigation? Much, what is uh, reservoir? Those things that so pretty much irrigation is, you know, you're giving, you're giving the plants water. But instead of you, certain cases you have to hand feed all of them. And it's a hell of a lot. But it's just pretty much you're just feeding the plants. And instead of hand feeding it, it's just like a little pipeline and it drips slowly. You know what I mean? Pretty much to yeah. mimic rain, rain water, pretty much. Just to, it kind of mimics that whole coming down from the sky type. Thing. But um, and then the reservoirs is like a whole little system. It's just a, a big ass bucket, pretty much. Fill that up with 150 gallons of water. You, if you fill up a five gallon bucket of water, you'd be like, Man, this is heavy, and it's only really 40 pounds. So imagine 150. You gotta move the shit around, tight ass corners, annoying ass tables. It's just like, yo, it's a lot of movement. Because uh, a fun fact, like is. Like, like you were just saying, like that, that five gallons, 40 pounds. Most people don't know, but what is it? I think a gallon of water is eight pounds. Mm -hmm. So it's like you start moving a lot of water up in that facility, man. You're doing some work. Adds up. Yeah. Adds up. yeah. Work yes. What are yes. some of the other responsibilities you have, Deshaun, at work in the dispensary? How are they? Um, yeah. How do they help you in your general overall journey as, you know, being a marijuana company? Uh, yeah, it's just the problem solving. Each. Each um, plant may or genetics of the plant may present some issues. Um, just gotta keep an eye on that, looking for things that can cause harm to the plants. You know what I mean? It's kinda, it was kinda hard for me to realize that plants are actually alive. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally life. It's, it could, I, it, I knew it, but it's like, you, it's something you take for granted, cause you know, you eat fruit. So it's just like, it's there, but like, when you actually think about it, like, yo, I'm fucking growing something that's not a human. Like, I'm fucking putting my energy into this thing and it's fucking producing. You know what I mean? And then you're like, what I give it can affect it. So it kind of, it just like tripped me out one day. I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. And then each, you imagine being in a room full of like four or five tables and these are long ass tables, maybe about 20, 25 yards long, fucking mad plants just on it. And you're like, yo, even though this is all the same strand, each of these shits is really different. Even though they came from the same fucking mother plant, it's fucking different because they all have this different problem. One may grow this way, the other one may grow that way. Same exact thing. It's kind of crazy when you look at it. Yeah, I had like a fucking bugged out, a bugged out mind connection. Like, yo, this shit is just like humans. Like, we all the same, but different shit growing in life. You know what I mean? So it was like a weird ass. It's more to it, but I don't want to burn up too much of your time. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wanna. I'm curious about. I mean, we got lots of time. We can talk about it. Oh, but yeah, but um. Yeah, I'm curious about what you guys is. Um, we spoke a little bit about this during pre-production. Yeah. Tell me about like what your kind of like main goal overall is. Right. So, so as you know, uh, you may not know, um, people out there that don't smoke, so eat the plant produces uh, different types of cannabinoids. Um, some of these cannabinoids, uh, cannab we have a cannabinoid system in our body. That's why we react the way we do to the cannabis. Um, so. These different cannabinoids could target different things, um, and it's and it's just you're just trying to figure out. Well, my journey would 
be is to my goal is to figure out how I can intensify one of them. So, for example, there's a cannabinoid called THCV. It intensifies your high, but it makes you shorter. But more personally, it uh, more importantly, it uh, suppresses appetite. So if you're trying, to, if you're big like me, you're trying to lose lose weight and still enjoy smoke or whatever your consumption method may be. You know what I mean? So there is like a lot of plants out there right now. They uh, they produce low amounts of it. So my 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 target is definitely try to grow one, find the genetics to produce a higher, stronger uh, cannabinoid in that. And that so are you plant. more into the holistic side? You'd say is your kind of angle, I guess. Yeah, definitely because you know um, this plant, as you know, can, uh, cannabis it, it it treats a variety of things, and then you can actually pull certain ones and target certain things. So. Um, definitely the holistic side. So yeah, it's it's good to fucking smoke and get high, but you know what I mean. If if you wanna sick of taking medicine and having fucking crazy ass side effects, why not? You know, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So you're more or less about you're not really so much about you know uh, it's fun let's get high part, which it is, but you're more about kind of like the healing factor. I like right, that. right, right. The healing and the general overall helping factor. Chris, mm-hmm. what is it for you? What's what's what skin you got in the game, bro? Why are you Why are you growing weed, bro? Why are you growing weed? Man, I'm growing weed because one, it's cheaper to grow it yourself. And two, <laughs> I love the smoke. But um, mm. nah, I, I definitely got a passion with it. It's just at a young age, you know, I got into gardening and stuff like that. Like my grandfather, he has hands in Tennessee, and he's always just been like a man with his hands, you know. So he used to always have us in the yard doing yard work and stuff like that. So I always had to take him to it. And then um, growing up in Dorchester, you know, there's not a lot of programs that got for, you know, the city kids, but they definitely started, you know, rising up back when I was going to school, I should say, because now it's definitely a different time. But when I was going to school, they didn't have as many programs, but they had something called College Bound. And it was this program at Boston College that just took inner city kids and just taught them hydroponics and just urban things of things to help out with your inner urban city issues, you know, just like what do you do with dead spaces you know you can build food lots you know we worked on things like that what about the fact that you can't get you know um, a lot of the vegetables and things like that in your area because of just the way that they sell it to different you know uh vectors of cities what can you do about that as far as gardening you know we went from community gardens to trying hydroponics which is just more efficient recycling water and things like that so i kind of just took that and what like, is hydroponics like, exactly so hydroponics is just growing in just water so when you're growing any plant you're usually putting it like you know in dirt you're watering it giving it some light hydroponics is essentially just starting so i would take something called a rockwell cube which is just um i want to say it's like fiberglass or something like that but it's like a little sponge thing and it's just a medium for me to put my seed right rockwell and i put the seed in and basically i would be growing it in just a water medium so it would just be all water there's no dirt the roots are touching Uh. into the water and i'm using that i'm feeding the plant directly rather than supplementing the soil and then the plant taking the nutrients from the soil. So when you're doing hydroponics, you usually get larger yields. So if you grow vegetables, man, we used to grow some Jurassic Park looking vegetables. Like we grew bok choy and lettuce and stuff like that. Huge. And I did that with cannabis. I had fat buds. Your grow time is quicker because of the fact that you're directly feeding the plant. And it's just more efficient because you're not you're recycling that water you know you're not constantly watering it you're not constantly switching off the water you're really just recycling that water so it's really good for a lot of places that are like deserts and stuff like that but i'm sorry i kind of went off the train to get back to where i was just trying to say (laughs) i took that hydroponic knowledge and applied that to cannabis 
and I just started growing and that just became a passion where I wanted to just further that to the next level and just, you know, kind of run like a bigger scale operation where I kind of, my vision is to have a facility basically where I'm kind of just wholesaling for a lot of just different dispensers or just people in general. I'd love to do that. And then I kind of have some smaller ideas too, you know, like a hot box idea, something for people to just smoke in when they're on the streets and stuff. You know, they want to go to a little spot that's safe real quick. But I, I definitely got some things. But Work. I'm more. Oh, no, that's dope. That's dope. We need more of that. I actually am having a conversation with a woman by the name of Hope Wise. She's um, the first black and. Um, that's what's up. I think she would definitely benefit from hearing some of these ideas for sure. Um, yeah, so you're the guy, Chris, basically with the green thumb. That's mainly like your skill. That's your, yeah. your skin of the game. Mm hmm. Yes, sir. Word, word. Okay. So um, that, that kind of brings me to my next question for you guys. So, how many years have both of you guys been doing this? Um, I want to say, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. I've been working in the industry, I want to say, for about two years. But as far, as far as growing goes, I've been growing for about, I want to say, a little over four years now. What about you? Yeah, and I'm like the complete opposite of I've just been growing for like a few months since January. So, you know what I mean? Right. But I've been in the so, industry since about, about almost a year. So, yeah. So, you guys both have had a significant amount of time in the industry. Yo, I feel like. People like me, brothers like me, I feel like that shit is easy. I feel like growing weed is easy, working in the center is easy. Can you guys talk a little bit about like what's hard about working in the marijuana industry and what's hard about working in um, dispensaries and talk about any difficult times you guys have No, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Deshaun, if you want to go first, because I got perspectives from being a bud tender, from processing, from yeah. so I got some stories, but I'll let him go. Um, okay, before we go, before we go to what what's hard that uh, you, uh, users and other listeners don't know, can you tell me real quick, Chris? There's bud tenders, there's cultivators. How many? What's the tier system, or what is the organizational ladder for? Uh, so, there's, I guess the hierarchy is kind of being made already so a lot of people have the kind of idea that the bud tenders are kind of like the head of everything that's it the weed just pops up and the bud tenders just have it but there there's a whole behind the scenes and that's what nobody i used to be a bud tender so when i was a bud tender we were just praised we glorified but there is a structure to it so it starts off in cultivation those are the people of course who pop the seeds they take care of the plants oh. those then go into flowering which then once those plants are harvested which is a process of i want to say five what would we do about five months five six months something like that that then goes to processing those are the people who will then you know after the bud is dry they trim it they go through make sure there's you know like no seeds in it and things of that sense after processing and you know it gets packaged up that then goes to the bud tenders who then you know it's the sales floor it's all pretty up it's packaged and then bam they push it out and they just but that would kind of be like the structure of like how it operates now, which one of those jobs do I want when I quit working fucking IT? <laughs> I mean, it depends. Are you a people person? And you know, are you an introvert? Because if, if you want to do retail, then you would want a bud tent. But as as pretty as you may think it is, people will make bud tent terrible. I've had a panhandler come in one time, and you know, I understand that you know you got what you got. You, you can only get what you get. 
I was not expecting a panhandler to come into the dispensary, give me a Dunkin' Donuts cup full of coins, and be like, I want that five pack, which is $22.50. $22 I had to count in pennies, because no. the man did not want to let go of his silver. He was like, don't touch my silver either. I need that later. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I'm looking at my boss. Are I'm you like, badass? I'm looking at my boss. I'm like, do I got to really count $22.50 worth of pennies right now? He said, it's currency, man. It's money. <sighs> money is money, man. <laughs> but you got that, or you can go be in cultivation. You can go deal with plants and stuff like that. You can go do processing if you want to smell the bud and touch it and package it. It's just, mm. you got to just keep in mind that processing and cultivation is going to be more repetitive because there's not that factor of other people. You're just dealing with plants and you're dealing with your coworkers. So it can get repetitive pretty fast. Whereas bud tending, you're dealing with a sort of people. You don't know who's going to come in, who's got tea, who's got a new store, you know, like what's going on. It's, it's definitely different though. Word, word. So, in which one of those is the hardest? Like, which one of those positions do you guys both not enjoy? Oh, processing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on a person, I believe. Um, but I was in processing. I worked processing before I got into cultivation. They're both repetitive. But one, I'm just in process. I'm standing in the same spot or sitting in the same spot, packaging it up, doing what I got to do, make sure the, the shit is nice and pretty before it goes out on the shelves. Um, and get to the butt tenders and push on the clients or whatever the case may be. But then when I'm in cultivation, it's repetitive too. But I'm mean, more physical, I'm more active. I mean, I don't have no one looking over my shoulder all the time to see, you know what I mean? Are you doing what you need to do? Are you packaging right? You know what I mean? Are you doing it fast enough? It's just like, yo, we got to get this done, this done, this done. And that's it. Period. And then after a while, you, you'll get to know the system. Where it's just like, you don't even see your manager. You just get the fuck in and just be, be you in your own room and you're just doing your own thing. So it depends what you what you kind of the freedom is crazy. What about? I wasn't a fan of processing because it's just I feel like it has to be a perfect environment because you're in a room and like he said you're either standing all day or you're sitting in a chair for eight hours. So you want to make sure that. If you're going to be doing processing, you're going to be with people you like, people you can conversate with, or you got good music or a good podcast, mm. and you got to be ready to just be repetitive, because man, they hit you every day, make 600 pre-rolls, boom, 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 fill up yeah. the amount of quarters, boom, 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 and it's just, a, it's, it's just on repeat, and it's like, somebody's got to do it, you know, is it going to be me? No, but somebody's definitely got to do it. Cultivation, like he was saying, cultivation is way more free, much more free. You know, there's nobody over your shoulder. You have that autonomy. You can go in. Like, yeah. Once you figure out the system and you know what you got to do, Yo. you just get your work done. And you know, you got three breaks. You got your 215s in your lunch, right? And then it's like, when I was in process, I was being told when I could take break. So then when I got into cultivation, right, there's no one to tell you to take break. It's like, you got your little time range that you're supposed to take your break. And then even for my lunch, we got an earlier lunch and I came out and I see my man, she's like, yo, you're supposed to take my lunch. I was like, oh shit. Like, damn, no one's gonna come to get me? Nah, you got, you keep track of that own shit yourself. You just make sure you get your shit right. done and everything is cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that was like, oh. I was like, oh shit, what? All right, then. Okay, take, take, I may take a 16 minute break every now and then. <laughs> you know? So flexibility and independence, I guess. Exactly. Those things yeah, are a little bit easier sure. than, you know, mm -hmm. working in a regular environment, regular day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but tenant would not be the way to go if you want that flexibility and autonomy. Mm-hmm. Someone is looking over your shoulder through a camera fresh. <laughs> yeah. You got the security people, you got your manager watching, you got the people watching and stuff. It's high pressure too. Like when you have like a high volume dispensary too and you're a bud tender and you got people standing in line and they're doing the whole <sighs> like can you hurry up and choose what you want, sir? It can it can be pressure. And even though you're not buying anything, they're just wow. the guy. It it can be pressure. It can be pressure. Yeah. Yeah, like like what safe like what was said earlier, it's like a safe house. So now you got that motherfucker. If it was the drug dealer and the drug oh, dealer said, oil. I got this, 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 and this, and you'd be like, Alright, let me get that. You're not gonna argue with them like, yo, you don't got fucking this shit over here, but it's now that they, it's a safe environment. Now you can talk shit to the butt timer, aka your drug dealer. And fucking feel big about it because they got a fucking job hanging over their head and they won't just smack the shit out of you until you can fuck out their face because they got hey, someone hey, answer hey. to. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, you, now you gotta deal with that. You know what I mean? Now you gotta deal with everybody. that. So if you if you one that that have like light skin and you quick tempered and you ain't you ready to fucking move, I don't think you should do that. You know what I mean? I was looking yeah. for people who's trying to figure it out. He's reading because um <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an issue we always talk about. So yeah. <laughs> back in the days when there was no dispensary. You didn't know, you just, you know, you got a number from a friend, you went, you went to some sketchy spot, you picked up, you didn't ask what it was. Those out of some loud, sour, tip or whatever. That's what it was. Now that you have the dispensaries, what you have is people coming to the dispensaries and they're like, oh, you don't have this strain? What's wrong with you people? You guys can't do your job and keep this strain <laughs> or, oh, you guys really? suck. You don't have no, no Durban ghost haze. And you're looking at these people like, when you were buying, when you were buying weed on the street, did you ask yeah. your, your dealer all these questions? Like, did you ask all these questions? Oh, did you have yeah. a nice safe room with a guard at the door, a water bubbler, lights, yeah. discounts? Wow. So that's what you know. Yo, when I was like, yo, when I heard some of the stories, I was like, yeah, this shit is crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. You get, you know, I used to get it all the time. People getting mad at me because we didn't have a strong they wanted. But, and it can be 